0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, welcome back. Here we are uh, at the Gospel Project for Students uh, Leader Training Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, my name is Andy, and I'm w- in studio with Amanda. Hey,
1: hey. Andy.
0: Uh, and we are looking at Unit 19, Session 5 today. And so we've been looking through the spring quarter, uh, Jesus the Messiah. And so hopefully you've uh, sort of been trekking along and enjoying uh, what we have to say here. And hopefully it's helping you as you prepare uh, to teach your group of middle schoolers or high schoolers um, this, uh, this material. And so uh, Unit 19, Session 5, this is the last one in Unit 19. We're going to be looking at Luke Chapter 2 today. And so, yeah. So here, here's the main point. Jesus shows us the importance of loving God's word and obeying God's will. So we're going to be looking at the narrative. So Jesus, the last time we were looking at Jesus' dedication, and so Jesus has grown up a little bit. Uh, we see him still as uh, as a as a young man, um, um, uh, obviously still under his you know parents' authorities, earthly parents, and he's traveling with them. They go to Jerusalem, uh, at, you know, for their for their annual. Um, uh, celebration, and so they're they're there, and he uh, we see this in, you know uh, he's in the temple he's engaging in dialogue with a lot of the the Pharisees and the scribes and the, just the teachers of the law, mm-hmm. and uh, and and they're and Jesus is hanging with them and he's asking them questions you know he has this sort of teachable spirit and so you know so yeah so that even to the point to where uh, you know they his parents leave they're assuming that he's with them and they have to kind of come back you know afterwards and, and come find him and. And we have the scenario when she, you know, he says, "Well, you know, you know, you sh- I'm, I'm about my father's you business, known this, yeah." Mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, and so we're gonna be kind of talking, you know, about the different parts of the narrative. But, uh, but yeah, there's just a ton of application stuff here, and this one that's gonna be super helpful for you, because I mean, you're teaching young people, right? So you're teaching young people about how to engage in God's word, how they can be crucial to the conversation when it comes to, to, to. Um, you know, hearing what they have to say in regards to God's word, and that's what we see Jesus doing here. Um, and so, there's lots of you know good questions at the bottom of page 42 to kind of help get you started. Uh, I think that those are really good. But uh, but yeah, so there's just a lot of good stuff here. Um,
1: yeah, um, I love that we're talking about. 12-year-old Jesus. Okay. You probably have 12-year-olds in your ministry that are going to be learning this lesson, or if they're not 12, they're not far from 12. Um, And so being able to teach this lesson, not as like a, you know, far off, this is what Jesus did when he was older. um, You're able to talk to students about what Jesus did when he was their age.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, you know, even before we I started, you know, we were kind of going through the lesson and um, you had mentioned on page 44, you know, kind of mm-hmm. talking about, you know, what Jesus and just to kind of, you know, at the bottom of page 44, I think there's a quote that you liked. You want to share that with us?
1: Yeah, um, I love just, I mean, it's really just the conclusion, um, but I feel like knowing the conclusion before you even get started is awesome. Um, it says, whatever the cost, we must risk gaining favor as Jesus gained favor by engaging with the word and the world around us. And um, I think it's great for us to. to realize that like they don't have to wait until they're 30, 40, 50 years old to engage with the world. Um, God's given them um, people in their life, whether it's through their dance class or through their sports or their school, um, God's given them opportunities to engage the world around them with his word. And so how do we equip our students? How do we lead them in that direction? Um, These are the kind of things that you should be thinking about as you're preparing um, to teach.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's good, and I, I think kind of you know related to that is, is, we you know we see Jesus engaging right, and so you know this was part of the culture in which you know he he was growing up in, right, and uh, and yeah he was he was gaining favor with people, mm-hmm. uh, not only with 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 God as uh, the you know the divine Son of God, but also with with people, and um, and this I mean that, I think I think that that's an important you know sort of thing that the biblical author mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it would be easy for, maybe it would be easier to say, hey, look, you know, go get your Bible, go get a, a box of books that are really good and just kind of learn lots of things about the Bible, right. lots of things about God, lots of, you know, just solid uh, core doctrines of, of what you believe. And, and that's saying that's definitely not a bad thing, but at the same time, like you need to be able to translate that to the culture in which you're living. Yeah. Uh, you need to be able to engage with the people around you in a way that's winsome, in a way that's you know that's that's helpful, in a way that that they want to talk to you, they want to yeah. hear what you have to say, and so Jesus was gaining favor with these people even at a young age, right. and uh, and I think that that's just a, a good reminder for not only us but our students as well that you know as Christians they don't have to sort of um, number one they don't have to step away from culture, they don't have to be what I would say cultural. Um, um, anorexics, you know, to where they don't want to have anything to do right. with it. Uh, but at the same time, they also don't need to be cultural gluttons. They don't need to sort of just completely immerse themselves in, you know, culture and kind of do whatever, you know, the whoever's around them's doing, right? right. I mean, you, you, you got to have wisdom and you want to be able to engage with those around you within culture while, you know, maintaining, you know, your biblical worldview, your convictions, uh, to yeah. the point of where, I mean, you're finding favor with people, right? Yeah.
1: And I think, um, I love what we talked about in the commentary on page 43. You will see that, um, okay, we don't know a lot about Jesus as a child, but we do know that even at the age of 12, he was well acquainted with his identity and his mission. And if our students understand who they are as a daughter or a son of God, then they're going to understand their identity and they're going to understand their mission, and that changes the way that they engage in the culture. Um, If they didn't know those things, then it would be easy for them to become a cultural glutton. Um, But it's easy for them to stand out in culture when they know who they are and who they belong to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that that starts, you know, that sort of identity formation obviously starts really young. Yeah. But, you know, it, it kind of comes down. Uh, you know, from parents, it comes down from from church leaders who report into the lives of these Absolutely. students, and so it helps kind of that formation. So, I mean, I, I've obviously known lots of middle schoolers who, you know, you know, it's funny because you do come come across, um, yeah, you know, certain young people who who they know who they are, they know their their history, they know their family legacy, they know uh, who they are in, in Jesus, and so they you know they have a pretty solid, firm foundation and they pretty um, You know, clear trajectory of what they need to be doing in life, even at a young age, and not saying that they have everything figured out. Not saying that they don't have questions about, you know, certain things about, um, you know, how to navigate some life issues or cultural issues that they're they're battling. Well, they they all have that, but then you know, there there are those who are just like, you know, maybe they're the typical middle schooler. They're just kind of lost at sea, and they're just kind of walking around like zombies. No one knows (laughs) who they
1: are in middle school. Like we just we yeah.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like, uh, but I mean, there's, I mean, but knowing who you are and, Mm -hmm. I mean, having that sort of legacy and knowing your identity and having that solid Christian worldview, I mean, that that obviously is going to you know, position them a whole lot better than the person who doesn't have that.
1: Right. And we, when we say identity, like we're not talking like, okay, identify as an athlete or identify as um, a daughter in the Smith home. You are identifying as a child of God and teaching them when they are that, when that's, when they identify as God, as their father, then that changes everything. And it doesn't matter how old they are, like they can identify that. So even when they're in middle school and high school and are like, you know, I don't know who I want to be when I grow up. Like, they don't have to worry about that. They just have to identify with who God tells them that they are in him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's some other points on page 47 of our application uh, that I'll draw your attention to. I think that these are great to camp out on. Uh, encourage young people with uh, the head section here. We're talking to basically look look at Jesus. He was participating in these, you know, conversations in which he contributed uh, these biblical discussions. And like, look, I mean, obviously, students can, today can do the same. Uh, students have tough questions. They have great insights. Uh, they need to be sort of uh, equipped to know how to Navigate some of those questions that they have, you know, from a biblical angle, and know where to look for answers. And so, uh, you know, they they just need a little bit of training, just like you need a little training uh, at at that age. And so, helping them, and but they can contribute to the conversation. That's the big point that I would want to make. And then the heart section. I think that this is a a, an important point. Kind of when I was writing this, I think it's important because um, I see a lot of people. there's nothing wrong with obviously believing because your parents believe, right? Um, you know this intergenerational faith of it sort of being handed down. That that's great. I mean, if if, if um, you're you're basically believing off the testimony of other people, which is what we've done in the Christian life. Like we right. believe in the word of the apostles. We believe in the eyewitness testimonies of the apostles and right. the disciples. What they saw. We believe you know in the resurrection because of of this we believe in the reliability of these sources yep. and so you know if 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 your parents have have passed on the faith to you uh, and and you've passed on the faith to you know to your children that that that's great but at some point though like that needs to be owned right yep. that needs to not be a borrowed faith or a second hand type faith yeah. it needs to be something that they sort of own and run with and kind of make their own and and um, and so you know, I, th- I think that that is one point of application that we can kind of draw from this narrative a little bit. Uh, obviously, Jesus knows who he is, uh, and so but, um, but you know, it, it's something for us to kind of consider uh, and for us to encourage our students. Hey, look, you know what? Your parents did a great job of sort of um, helping you understand the faith, helping you to know the basic tenets of the faith, helping you to know what the core message of the gospel is. Your parents have done a great job with that. Have you made mm-hmm. it your own. Is right. it? Uh, have you hit, uh, hid God's word within your heart? As as is Jesus the central, uh, you know, focus of of your heart's desire? If see the treasures of your, of your yeah. life, I mean, these are the types of questions that I think would would lead a young person to consider. Okay, have I have I personally? Uh, made uh, Jesus first and foremost the center of of my life. Yeah,
1: so. I've had conversations with adults who I'll say, you know, well, well, when did you, you know, start following Jesus? And they'll be like, well, I've grown up in church. My parents raised me in church, and that's their response to their salvation story. They just kind of attach themselves to how they were raised, and not as a, hey, there was this moment where God made me you know, understand my own sin and that I surrender to him. So uh, I think it's easy for our students because, I mean, adults do it. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to talk about it and Mm -hmm. talk about owning our own faith.
0: Yeah, me too. So, okay, well, that's all the time that we have uh, for this session. We'll see you here next time as we jump into Unit 20. Thanks for being with us. Thank
1: you.